here we are, first episode at Envision with the wonderful Jeannie Virginia. I'm so excited. So when Humans I Trust was created and the community started growing and all these amazing stories, um, you know, just started coming to me, I was like, this is the podcast that I want to do, the Humans I Trust podcast, where we get on epic humans and interview them really about their lives. And this more than anything, I want you to look at it as a sound experience. So you're here to be fully immersed and get to know us and be with us super, super up close and really real and vulnerable. Literally up close. We're in the jungle, so there will be birds and uh, circadia singing in the background. Yes. Some music, some deep, deep bass here, yes. here and there. Yeah, I, so I just want to thank you, Julian, mm. for making this possible and for holding that light and that space for more people's voices to come out into the world. And with that now, also the Humans I Trust podcast. So I'm really excited. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. do this. Let's get dirty with it. Let's get dirty with it and jump right into <laughs> yeah. a bunch of questions. You know what's yeah. so what's so curious to me is that I have been asking over a hundred mm, people mm. what does it require for them to trust? Mm. And what does it require for them to experience trust? And so maybe let's just start right there. Like mm. what is trust for you if we're demystifying it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like trust is uh, is just the source of a lot of relationships, right? So if it comes to business, love, whatever, like I feel like trust is a foundation and infrastructure that you build up other things upon, right? And And when you're looking at building a relationship and there isn't that foundation of trust, you're really walking on shaky legs. Mm. And it's it's until a certain point where something really just goes against you know your belief system or you know how you like to conduct yourself in your life and then it just kind of explodes and then the relationship to that person becomes more distant you know so when when you go into a relationship with someone and you don't feel that trust immediately you know really try to look at everything from different angles and be honest with them and just being like look this i just have a feeling like this is what it is mm -hmm. but often it just kind of is your intuition and there's not so much that you can do about it. Sometimes it's just a relationship that you, you know, it's not going to work out with that person, yeah. you know? So it's just like, um, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a foundation, 100%. I like that trust being a foundation because then it turns into a foundation mm -hmm. for a romantic relationship, yeah. for friendships, for business relationships. But really, I feel like trust, it's almost like we are in the mm -hmm. era of humanity building trust with each other. Mm -hmm. Like either we, we get it that we can trust each other, we can trust earth we can trust the cosmic principle that's operating earth mm. or if we can't well then these doomsday pictures that some people propagate are you know they, they're much closer if you're not actually experiencing trust because mm. ultimately i feel even the word confidence right is like con and then fidence and so con is with and fidence would be trust mm. or faith mm -hmm. or, or belief or hope right yeah so yeah i see, I, I see that it's yeah, I, it's a foundation. I, I think it's important that you just said belief and hope, right? Because you can also look at trust as surrender, right? Like I'm surrendering into the moment and, you know, that's something that's so important to me. But trust is kind of like surrender plus faith because you're like, mm. I'm letting go. I'm surrendering into the moment, but I also have faith. I believe that something greater is pulling me in this mm -hmm. moment, you know? 
So, um, yeah, it's been teaching me a lot for these past few years, and yeah, um, it just continues to, to do so. Really cool. Do you want to share some of your experiences that people might not have, like, the forefront of their mind? Maybe mm. they've seen it on your Instagram or things that you've done. I, I know one of the pictures when I, when I scroll through your feed is mm. you arms wide open at random places in the world, mm. uh, in London, in Costa Rica, mm. in the States, anywhere embracing people with the, me the message I trust you to, yeah. to simply create this foundational connection yeah how's so, the experience of that yeah oh uh, yeah it's really beautiful because it really comes from a place of um of I guess on the one hand because you know we always try to make things about other people oh I'm just doing it in service of the world you know like I just want to give I just you know whereas that that is true but we first need to be in service of ourselves mm -hmm. And so I would say um, that, you know, doing all of these experiments, like I outwardly, I would always be like, you know, I, I want to do better in the world and I, I want to be of service. And um, but now that I reflect upon it, I feel like a lot of that was my own personal growth of becoming a leader and becoming someone who is who is strong and and facing their fears and facing their insecurities and, and, and stepping more into self-love. And so that was really my way of, um, of challenging myself, stepping out of my comfort zone, um, stepping into love with strangers, which is mm. so important to just really see and be, you know, blindfold yourself at anywhere in the world and, you know, hold a sign with whatever you want. If it's, I trust you, do you trust me, give me a hug. Um, or if it's just, I'm standing here, you know, really in the feeling of, you know my childhood molestation and showing that out to the world and you know this is how I feel about it like you can stand for anything you know um, and it's really about that moment of exposure and the meditation of just being with yourself and it doesn't matter if someone comes up to you or not um, yeah and so it's it's the foundation of I trust you as well because it came from me seeing that experiment and yeah. then doing it myself and feeling like this is what the world needs what the world needs like more yeah. trust experienced in your daily life you so we were saying like yeah. falling in love with strangers which totally which is almost like a weird concept i guess for some people right is yeah. how can i love someone that i know nothing about mm. but then also it yeah. feels like the most natural thing totally. that, that we're actually supposed yeah. to to have this like innate respect i think is another way to put it yeah. love trust to to create a yeah i, I think like a level to coexist really 100% and I think that this peaceful world that we're talking about you know what I mean like this golden age or, or whatever um, of bringing into more unity is that is what needs to happen is just to see others and realize that you know they are just fragments of ourselves and that we are all connected through you know all of the earth you know and so I trust you was born out of my question of how do we connect humanity on a global level with one simple idea and so that's how the t-shirts were born mm. is anyone you see wearing the shirt you can hug them exactly and right. so um so that i trust you isn't just a uh, message of i trust you is actually an yeah, invitation to say i'm huggable yes yeah. yes totally yeah. so it's like a, it's it's deeper it's deeper than that and it and and that's it just it makes it really fun and mm. it makes it really playful you know because we need to be able to 
just connect more, enjoy more, be more present in life. You know, we're just like on our phones and we're kind of on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And so I trust you as a way of bringing us more into the present moment because you forget that you're wearing the shirt. Yeah. And then someone will come up for a hug or someone will be like, I trust you too. And you'll yeah. be like, oh, like thanks. Like it just like wakes you up. Yeah. And so it's actually healing you as well as healing others in a massive way when you wear the shirt, which is really cool. Yeah, I like those you know, reciprocal messages that go both ways. Mm. It's a very interesting phenomena. We're at Envision Festival in Costa Rica, day two. Mm. And, you know, when I flew in at the airport, you can clearly make out who are the people that are going to be with you at this festival. Totally. But as long as you're still in the kind of uh, more systematic uh, part of society, so you're not in the jungle, you're not barefoot yet. Yeah. Um, but you're actually still like in an airport, maybe you're lining up for immigration or whatever. Yes. There, there's such a like little foundation to connect like mm -hmm. literally people that here you'd hug or stand and, and, yeah. and like you know share a drink with or share a smoke with or whatever people prefer to do you have an instant connection because you're both at envision mm -hmm. and you're in, you're envisioning a shared future but Correct. the moment you're still at the airport yeah. environment or even the taxi that's really literally what happened like people just have this inhibition i think and, mm. and, and a world that has more trust i mean i would hope that we would maybe lose this inhibition on, on an innocent level, you know, where we can just be like, hey, so, so who are you? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it is. It's an icebreaker and an invitation to just be like, hey, we all know that we want to do it. You know, we all know that we want to connect and yeah. play, but it's just like, it's just giving us kind of like an excuse to be like, oh, it's because you're wearing an I trust you shirt. I have to do it, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, tell me more about you, Julian. Yeah. I'm really excited to just like, dive deeper with you totally and tell me about moments um, of your life where you came through a real turning point mm. like something where you were like going one way and and you know that was your course and just things change either if it was gradually yeah, yeah, you know yeah. a gradual process where you're like oh something's not feeling right there or if it was just like a moment of impact that changed your life from adversity to whatever next mm. evolution. I feel yeah. like that happens in phases over and over yeah. again and it has happened to mm -hmm. me like as as where as the I trust you falls yeah, to the bottom. Exactly. We'll, we'll keep the trust up. For those who are watching the video of this, our beautiful I trust you emblem just, just fell down. <laughs> so adversity into more freedom or more evolution. I think there are there are two kinds that I've experienced. One is where something is going wrong and you're actually mm. experiencing like borderline depression or a form of like real adversity where it's just tough and, and so one memory I have was I was living in Italy I was 18 at the time I was doing a mm. civilian service yes right so I negated my um, compulsory military, military service and yeah. in turn I did a civilian service and I was working in a Valdo school and and helping them with you know I was like the guy for everything kind of thing mm. and that Valdo school particularly I'll just say it straight up as I experienced it. They didn't have their shit together. Yeah. And so and I was 18, right? Yeah. And, and so when you're 18, um, you think you know everything. But then when you realize when you're meeting a whole group that doesn't have their shit together, it's mm. actually quite tough because yeah. you can't really be there for them. You're barely yeah. there for yourself. On top, I, I, in Florence, Italy, slept in a moldy bed, which makes you sick. Mm. I know that now. Yeah. Um, and so that was rough. And I actually had to pull the plug on that whole experience after seven months. I, I felt it right in the first month I'm like I'm not sure if I'm gonna stay here the entire year that yeah. I had to yeah and I really didn't want to give up and mm. so I really tried hard and I really tried to make it work and the people were lovely and mm. and the the love connection was there but the pragmatic connection for which I was there from like 
I'm not getting paid anything and living mm -hmm. in an expensive Italian city to them not showing up for appointments because something happened at home. And so the communication mm -hmm. was just really poor. And mm -hmm. so ultimately after seven months, I had to pull the plug. And at the time that felt like failure to me. It felt like straight up failure. I was going there for 12 months and after seven months I quit. Mm. But then what I learned and what I integrated, I think a level deeper is that, you know, life happens as it happens. It doesn't happen the way you plan it. Mm. And so for me, that was one of the first tastes of real flow or real connection to my deeper needs. And also mm. like really understanding what you said earlier, like you can't really help others if you're not taking care of your own basics. Mm -hmm. And so in that engagement and that agreement, I, I had to pull the plug early and um, kind of overcame this experience of failure and made a, a secondary success out of it, you know, and, mm. and left everyone with a big hug and, and I love you, but, but then had to actually leave. I think that was one of the more like hit rock bottom for me because it, it mm. felt like depression. I was like mm. having negative thoughts for quite a while. This is a long time ago. Mm. Another example of like adversity or overcoming or turning point, I think much more gradual. Um, later on in my life, I, I left Germany and Europe to go to Canada and lived there now since about eight years. Mm. And in the very beginning of this, pretty much exactly eight years ago, I was still working in like the cl more classical corporate environment. I would call it the German dream. <laughs> so I was working for BMW cars, you yeah. know? Yeah, totally. The German dream. <laughs> the yeah. German dream. Yeah. Much more my mom's dream than my dream, really, right? Because yeah. she had an easy time to trust me and be like, my son is somewhere else in the world, but he's earning good money. He's working for this mm. reputable company I know. And so for her, the dinnertime story when her friends were asking, hey, what's, yeah. what's Julian doing? Yeah, yeah. was very easy to answer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so doing this for multiple years and I had this this like ah, aha moment mm. in Vancouver I was project manager of this big event there and we had every day with a, a group of 50 people come to the event um, and test out some new BMWs on a little driving course we, we set up for them mm. and this one guy this was like eight years ago it would be 2012 2013 maybe and he drove up 2012 it was yeah he drove up in an electric car it wasn't even a Tesla at the time it was mm. a Viker or something like that one of those you know yeah. cars they were trying to build and he handed me like I'm, I'm not making this up he literally pulled up right to the building I was the guy there I was like hey how's it going oh this is not a parking spot and he's like oh yeah I get it but this is an electric vehicle can you charge my car and he handed me the cord this like massive cord to the <laughs> electric car and the moment I, I received the cord I like had it in my hand it was a visceral somatic experience I'm like what am I doing here supporting BMW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're not even supporting electric cars yet in that mm -hmm, scope that yeah. they do now, eight years yeah. later. I quit my job a week later. Wow. Because I realized, even though I had a lot of fun in that job and a lot of responsibility, really well paid, it wasn't aligned with my values. And so in a way, you know, at the end of each workday, I would, I would come home and meditate or sometimes smoke some weed to just kind of decompress from that yeah. and that's not really the way I want to live yeah. decompressing from how out of alignment or my values I am in my daytime job and so that's eight years ago when I totally turned the rudder and I said okay mm. I'm gonna even though it might be hard and some people might not even believe in this world I'm going to create the world that I believe in I'm gonna be the change I wish to see mm. and I'm gonna give my best to one step at a time create systems or ways of experiencing or ways of connecting that make the old ways obsolete mm, yeah thank you for that 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so much there. I, first of all, in the, you know, the first story when you were 18 years old, um, one of the things that really resonated with me super clearly, and I think, you know, with many people listening right now is, you know, um, is that not wanting to give up. You know, like really being taught, like you will not give up, like yeah. you will get up that mountain, like whatever it will take, you know, and, and I've really, you know, I've been to 15 different schools and I've been to some, you know, American schools and especially in American schools, you were just such a, you're so motivated to, to be such a little trooper, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. which is awesome, which I love. And, and I, I you know, I'm like, I, I'm unstoppable, you know, but but at the same time, I think that we also need to learn, you know, the flip side to that, to when to actually let go and realize that this isn't for us mm. and that that we're actually damaging ourselves. And, you know, if you think about like, you know, climbing the mountain, right? Like you need to get up the mountain, like come take whatever, like you need to get to do this. But if you're in the process, if you're pushing your body to a point where you're, you know, have a broken leg and yeah. you're still trying to get up, then it's like, dude you're potentially damaging your legs forever or doing like so much more damage to yeah. your body and to your psyche and everything for something that doesn't actually even matter and it's like us that give the importance to those situations and I, I've had a similar story where I I had a Russian mother I, I still have I have a Russian mother <laughs> she's who, still Russian yeah she's still Russian who you know was very much from that traditional uh, upbringing or from that generation yeah. of you know doctor lawyer like all these jobs that are that you know it, she always told me if you're if you don't have a doctorate degree you won't be respected in society you know like just these old types of things and so my sister started studying law for six semesters you know what I mean like three years down the road and finally like finally she was just like I can't do this I hate everything yeah. about this like I don't and she's such a genius she could do anything she wants you know yeah and so you know and and so for me it was uh it was then i was like okay if you want me to be a doctor see that's you <laughs> thank you if you want me to be a doctor then i'll go into psychology you know yeah i only studied for a semester um and then i you know long story i went back to high school and then i went to australia and did all this other kind of stuff um but basically when i finally did go to university and i was studying sociology and english literature and then uh, I had one semester left and Apple, you know, headquarters in Europe offered me a position in, in, yeah. in Ireland and I took it, but having spoken to every professors and making sure that I can still finish my degree and it took me around three years and like $15,000 in flights because I had to fly back to the university to finish this degree, which now I've never even printed. I've never used <laughs> like it was it, yeah. it, for me. It was just a completion thing. Like I had yeah. to do it. And that's one of my biggest regrets. You know, if I had to teach my younger self of like to go back, I've just been like, screw the university. Like you don't need that degree. Like you don't you don't have to prove anything to your mother. You don't have to prove anything to anyone saying, yes, I finished it. I flew all the way. I mean, it was extraordinary because once I took four flights without a passport because I left my passport on like the second last you know, date. So I, I, sh I showed myself that I was capable of incredible things. Overcoming you know? any obstacle. Really. E exactly, yeah. right? But, but it's like, well, if I had the choice, if I would really truly understand of like, how can I preserve myself best, then I feel like that's always the one that, that we should go for. And um, yeah. So that metaphor or those examples and then that yeah. metaphor of the climbing the mountain and, and damaging yeah. ourselves, I yeah. feel like, you know, I, I have this podcast called Green Planet, Blue Planet, and mm. it started with this calling of, 
continuing to create a voice for the regenerative movement. Mm. And in this regenerative movement of creating, let's say, actually a world that works for everyone, right? And let's say systems that actually support human thriving. Yeah. I think this old mindset that we just kind of bumped into of mm. not wanting to fail and doing it no matter what. Yeah. I think this is actually in the way to create a better w world yeah. out there because look at oil, for example, or yeah. the oil and gas industry. It's definitely n not progressive anymore at this point. We can say that for certain. Mm. We can also say it, it havocs and damages the planet and mm. also each other because of the way that that kind of business is perpetuated. And so mm. I would now I would politically correct say it is simply what it is you know mm. not to get yeah. lost in it totally. we don't even need to call it negative or bad it was mm. what it was to get us to this point but in yeah. order to now innovate and create something yeah. else on top i think that letting go process and saying actually if we look at oil it's kind of a failure because we mm. have failed to see the abundance of sun energy or yeah. the abundance of atmospheric energy yeah. and harness that instead yeah. we've done something else that is coming at a much higher cost environmentally ecologically yeah. uh, socially and and so I feel like this letting go process into this next progression is going extremely mm. slow on this planet. Yeah. And, and so there are these old school mindsets and, and, and real people that may they be blessed, but like they're, you know, their energy is perpetuating something because they don't mm. want to let go of what currently makes them profit or what currently looks like a, a success or, or, or would look like a failure if mm. they were to let go of it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I loved how you're, you're talking about the letting go process. You know, because there's just some things that we just like a balloon, you know, just let it go. Just let it <laughs> yeah. just pass and fly, you know. Um, and I think that that's something that, you know, we're more and more now stepping into. And, and you know, we were at Davos together now at the World Economic mm. Forum. And that's something that we talked about is seeing there being a lot more connection, a lot more spirituality ingrained in these conversations. Um, and you know, it's not, it's not like airy fairy or hippie stuff. It's just uh, very rational self-preservation, you know, yeah. like we are, let's say at the very fundamental, you know, stepping away from how amazing nature is, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just looking at this amazing Costa Rican jungle around us. Um, but it's just really humanity will not survive. Um, if we don't change our behaviors, you know, it's it's not it's like simple, yeah. exactly. It's it's pretty straightforward. So I think anyone who is a human and is interested <laughs> yeah. in you know themselves and and their children having uh, resources on Earth for you know the next forty years is just um, should maybe just pay attention to their consumption rates, to what they're putting in their bodies and and what they're eating and and who they're listening to and. And who who has the agenda? You know what mm. I mean. Who, in whose favor would it be if we consume certain products? Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's just like of course they're gonna tell you that it's good for you. You know. <laughs> so Julian, maybe tell me a little bit yeah. about you know kind of your experience as a I would say very like scientific and rational Earth warrior, right? So how can you like tell us maybe some of the facts that really enlightened you to what's mm. going on and made you want to step forward and, and actually do something mm. about it. That's so nice that you see me as like a scientific, yeah. uh, pragmatic earth warrior. Yeah. I think as we're in the context of Costa Rica yeah. and like there's 
people that are much more on the hippie spectrum than me. That's yeah. a good observation. Yeah. The moment I go into more scientific uh, yeah. meetups or events, I'm, I'm usually like, oh, wow, I, I'm yeah. the hippie here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's two facts that, that really blow my mind. And number one is 50% of the world's population, mm. human population, are 27 and younger. Mm-hmm. This is the truth in 2020. Yeah. So 27 or younger, when I go to places like Davos or I was just in Miami at like a very prestigious gathering and mm. people look at me and they look at my face and I'm like, oh, you're one of the young ones. And I'm like, well, technically I'm not actually. I'm 32. Yeah. I'm already yeah. part of the older half of the planet. It's true. Yeah. And so the people in power, the people that have, and rightfully so in some ways, have a lot of monetary power to move things they very rarely represent the, the young generation. And at this, at this point, half of the planet is young generation, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so if you look at anything after 1990, born after 1990, people grew up with the internet being a normality. People yeah. grew up with satellites being a normality. So in that mm-hmm. sense, space travel being normal, which mm-hmm. the moment we go into outer space, we know this from every astronaut, no matter which culture they're from, right? The overview effect happens. These people all look back on the pale blue dot and they're like, wow we're on this together mm-hmm. we're yeah. not just together as humans we're together with earth mm-hmm. because we're literally not a stagnant kind of life experience we're spiraling through the cosmos as we're speaking we're like rotating around the sun and the sun mm-hmm. is rotating around other elements in the universe and so this blows my mind over and over again because that understanding is now entering our mainstream and yeah. with the younger generations it's going to just become more normal and more normal yeah so that's one piece that like consistently i i, I come back to the other piece I think has to do with carbon and that we like, you know, hit this, this, this milestone of over 300 um, mm, something like me- mega, mega particles of carbon in the atmosphere. And again, so there you see, I'm not really like a hardcore scientist, but mm. what happened there is basically we as a species now have understood that the earth has a carbon cycle. So I'm, I'm a fan of simplifying things, right? It's not about mm. how much do we need to have in the atmosphere or how much are we emitting? Those are secondary questions. I think the mm. first understanding is that we're at a new point of science. And I mean, a hundred years ago, some really smart people already knew this, but no one mm. cared to listen to them. Mm. And now we unshakably have this understanding, Earth has a carbon cycle. Within the atmosphere, there is carbon held in, let's say, mushrooms and mycelium and mm-hmm. trees and in animals and beings and then there's carbon being released and so when we release more than we capture or hold it's out of balance Mm -hmm. and i think when we look at the carbon discussion from that angle rather than oh we're totally fucked because in the last 30 years it became Mm -hmm. worse and worse and worse and worse that is scientifically true but as we just kind of just talked before we Mm -hmm. hit record like that's such a doomsday way of looking at the world and it doesn't mm. empower anyone to do things. Mm-hmm. So I think what empowers us is if we understand there's an equilibrium and a balance in everything that life creates. And now as humans, for the first time, we collectively seem to have an understanding of that in regards to carbon. And so once we embrace that, we can simply be a contributor to that balance. Mm. That's how simple it is. We can understand, okay, Scientifically, we need to, this is actually also a real number, we need to plant around about a, a trillion trees mm-hmm. and keep them planted. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't um, yeah. take them out again. Yeah. And so planting a trillion trees is actually something that um, I know since January 2020, mm. it's, there's a pledge, 
for the Trillion Tree campaign. Mm. Mark Benioff, the CEO of Salesforce and Time Magazine has mm -hmm. spearheaded that. He, he found a bunch of German and Swiss kids who were planting mm. one million trees. And mm. then he said, hey, if we plant a million trees, can we plant one billion trees? And so the conversation kept yeah. going. And at some point he met a few scientists that said, actually the number is one trillion trees. And yeah. So get that, we can actually mm. do that. It will totally. cost a lot of money. It will take governments to be on board because you have to plant them in places in that places, are owned and yeah but so what i'm trying to what i'm trying to get at here is that science or facts can actually empower us to take action and so for me taking action is the coaching i do the creative writing i do and my podcast mm. right that might change over the next 10 years but this is my my baseline right now for you it is the i trust you movement and is gathering the people around the world that are mm. really stepping up and and so for you listening it is either what you already do or it's what you're actually dreaming of doing and mm. you didn't feel empowered to do because the world feels like such a hostile place. Yeah. Thanks for asking this. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> what a beautiful reply and, um, you know, so much inspiration in there. I love just quantifying things in numbers because mm. it just makes it more simple. It's just like, okay, yeah, let's just build a, let's plant a trillion trees. That's it. You know, like done. And let's get everyone on board. And I think that also the bigger the vision and, and the mission, more people kind of then get behind it and get more excited. And we really need to, to up-level things if we really want to reach these goals. Totally. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about those lessons that you would give your younger self. You mentioned mm -hmm. one earlier, right? Yeah. I, I like this because it's, it's, um, it reflects your inner dialogue over the decades. Yeah. But then me and who's listening can instantly kind of take that gold and, and apply it. Yeah, I think um, that was probably really one of the most significant ones that I had to heal and learn. I think that um, when we get born, our consciousness is completely pure, right? Mm -hmm. And then over the time with, you know, moments of impact and education and people's opinions and everything, we, we kind of become... Um, um, Corrupted almost. Yeah. yeah, corrupted and 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 like trained like a dog, you mm -hmm. know, like we really um, yeah. yeah, it's um, There's a there's a word that I'm looking for that I can't think of um, It's kind of like yeah like brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit more elegant though than that um, So not corrupted or brainwashed yeah, but more it's, like it's like um, conditioned That's the one I'm looking for exactly we become conditioned and so I think that once you realize how conditioned you've become and that there's a lot of opinions and thoughts that you're carrying that aren't even yours mm. and that you don't even want to adhere to you know what i mean you're just like what why am i you know subscribed to this belief system and it's not even actually something that is alignment with my values that i really feel in my heart in mm. my core um and so my process you know of unconditioning myself in that sense started when I was 16 years old and when I moved out of my home, you know, mm. I, I became independent very soon. Um, and so I obviously you kind of have to navigate that and, and don't really know, like, what are you holding on to? But the education part and, and the, the status, like uh, having to have a certain status in society mm. and a certain type of money to get respected and things right. like this, that was kind of brought to me from my parents. And um, my father especially had a really difficult time because he's German and and his um, his father, my grandfather, was like a Nazi policeman, you know, who mm. used to beat people up. And I wasn't even invited to the, you know, funeral. Like, it's kind of that type of really, um, you know, toxic relationship in, in many ways in my family. 
And so I was, before I, I, I when I left Bali, I, I went to Switzerland where we met and then I was in Berlin visiting my family. So I mm. got to see my father as well. And it's, it's, he is so programmed for negativity and for just seeing like always careful, 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 like right. be careful, don't do this. And, and then you have to make sure your taxes and make sure this, and it's just all these, um, you know, opinions. And so it, it took a while for me um, to reflect in moments in my life and be like, why am I actually doing this? Like, who hmm. am I acting from? Right? right. And, and I have to say one of my big lessons still that I feel coming up for myself from my past conditioning is anger. Hmm. Cause there's a lot of anger in my family. And so I will, um, I tend to get, because I mean, my, my sister used to like pick me up by my neck and choke me, you know, like we would oh, wow. scream at each other, you know, like just like awful things. And in a lot of like verbal abuse, especially like my mom would, like one of the words that she would use are disgusting, like mm. you're disgusting, you know? And so it's just like, and I've, Rough. and I've, yeah. yeah, it is. And I've heard myself using that, yeah. right? With my, with my partner, Oscar. And it's so hurtful, like to him, when I speak to him like that, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like why, you know, how am I doing this? How am I hurting people that I love, you know? And so that's one that I still like sort of sit with and meditate with because I feel so um, justified in my anger. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just like, you suck and I get to just be as angry as I want at you. you know, <laughs> yeah. This is how, you know, my family communicated with me. Um, so, so yeah, what was the original question? The original question was just like more lessons that you would yeah. tell your younger self. So, yeah. So maybe from you today back to your 16 year old self that yeah. left home. Yeah. What would you advise or, 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 or say about expressing anger or channeling yeah. anger? Yeah, it's just really, um, I mean, you know, obviously act from love. I think that's one of the most important things that I learned, but, um, but really just ask yourself what it is that you truly want and and think of you know your tallest dreams like all of these things that seem impossible and that mm. other people tell you that are impossible they're so easily achievable if that's actually the thing that you focus on right. because what a lot of us do is we hold our dreams here on the side and they kind of like take the sideline spot and we're super focused on this thing that society tells us to do and are like just digging this hole that just goes into nothing and putting so much work and so much energy and so much money into that thing that we think that we should have whereas our dreams are always kind of like cast aside and are like yeah well maybe if one day I have enough money and right. I could produce one my day. own Hollywood movie and blah you know and then I can and then if I'm skinnier and then I will you know all these kind of things and so I feel like I lost a lot of time yeah. as as a young girl like just stepping out of that and and not listening to what other people told me that I needed to, to to have or believe and so it's really about empowering yourself and not allowing others opinions to poison um, your own you know dreams and your own true worth so I love that yeah I really love that I think there's there's a, a lot of wisdom in what you just shared like one is this idea of the dream on the sideline Mm -hmm. And I think between the two of us, there's lots of dreams we already kind of brought into the, the physical and yeah. the bigger dreams that are still kind of on my sideline in my own life, like, mm. like very much is like even what I've learned in the last 15 years of how to manifest dreams, how to make them real. It, it tells me the same story, which is exactly what you said. You got to mm. actually focus your real energy on it and, and stop all the, the sideline activity yeah. of being worried about rent and money and like 
of course, set yourself up so that that just works and happens. Mm -hmm. And I think this is an interesting one between also what you said about anger and expressing that is they are still in 2020, I think, generalizing. There are very few like training pods or, or, or groups where you can really learn to leverage your full authentic self. Mm -hmm. In your and my cosmos, I think there's more and more of that happening. I trust you is one of them, obviously. Yeah. Right. But if you if you if I look back, like there were always programs being offered, but most mm -hmm. of them were like within this matrix thinking of like find your profession to then earn a living to then live your dream mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not like here you are as this raw potential of energy and you can do anything in the human form that you truly believe in will show you how and will yeah. support you in how and will support yeah. you in setting up a structure of dealing with your emotions and communicating with your loved ones and and mm -hmm. making the one thousand to five thousand dollars a month that you need baseline to cover your costs mm -hmm. depending on where you live in the mm -hmm. world and so these, I feel like these kind of Jedi training schools are starting to pop up more and more that empower people to really go beyond their, yeah, their like DNA trauma and, and, and their, their playing smallness, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, reimagining education is something that I'm so passionate about because I've been to 15 different schools and mm. I think that I've experienced so much trauma when it came to you know trying to stick me into like every box except the one that I wanted to live in <laughs> yeah. you know like and so yeah, that's very real yeah so I have a lot of compassion for that and, and I mean you know that's why you know spent a whole year building this university and and I love the way that you just positioned it because that's exactly what it is mm. it's it's about lifelong learning and it's about us stepping into these these skill sets that might not um, fit into the the curriculum of the industrial age yeah. but are actually that what are going to propel you forward into life into abundance like never before you know and we also we're not in the industrial age anymore we have an yeah. infrastructure from an yeah. industrial age in yeah. which we live now and we yeah. got to clean up some of the messes it created yeah. but really we're we're in a complete new millennia we're across mm. the 2000s we're in 2020 now like mm. people need this lifelong learning, right? Like, yeah. tell us a little bit more about I Trust You University because I know mm. you, you got some like thousand dollar bills here. For oh yeah, I do all the good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> let's actually give one away because we have um, we have these beautiful thousand dollar bills here for I Trust University. So for this podcast, we are going to give away a thousand dollars. Um, to one of our listeners, uh, all you need to do is go on our Instagram at I Trust University and send us a message um, saying Julian and Jeannie at Envision um, uh, for to win a thousand dollars worth of I Trust You courses. So um, there you go. You can actually experience it for yourself. Um, but yeah, so I Trust University is our, um, is, is the next evolution of I Trust You. So the first one was the shirts and what happened was, is, as I mentioned before, is when you, when you wear the shirt, you're healing yourself by being this like total vessel for love, bringing you more into the present moment, reminding you that you are love, that you do trust the universe because yeah. you don't always feel like you trust the universe. You know, you're just sometimes you're just like and then someone says, I trust you to you and you're like, oh, OK, it's just a reminder that you're being held in every moment. Totally. And so 
the, the next thing that happened then is, is people were like, okay, well, I'm experiencing these transformations, but now what? You know, like, well, now how am I going to make money? Like, how am I actually going to live my life in this society, you know, where I'm the only one of my friends and they all think, you know, I'm the odd one out? Or, you know, I am already in this understanding and how do I better my skills? Like, mm. how do I um, learn conscious social media or conscious parenting and, you know, things like yeah. that that we're offering with, you know, extraordinary professors and really um, in, in our Mind Lab course, we actually teach you how to reprogram your mind from this old pattern thinking that just gives you the same results and to become a futurist and put that into your if it's you know applying it to losing weight if it's applying it to um, you know creating your own company whatever it may be so yeah I trust university is the education platform of the future for you know these ninja skills that you're saying is, yeah. is really like how do we go beyond just you know our general necessities right mm -hmm. how do we go beyond these just a thousand to five thousand dollars like because you know they're great too like and we'll have those you know the foundation for that but then how do i go into the extraordinary how do i go yeah. into that nobel prize that i want to win you know how do i really challenge myself Tap into your true genius absolutely and so um yeah it's really um i would say it's it's very much focused on um consciousness and business mm -hmm. so like evolving yourself as a human being and then also having the business tools um to uh to really create abundance from what it is that you're doing right and i mean and it's also for all ages so we have a 12 year old professor hadalei swan whose studio actually made these shirts that we're wearing yeah, right cool. now, the I Trust You shirts out of bamboo. Um, and so, you know, we have courses for kids and, and um, my younger sister, um, who is, you know, you know, just finished high school, she's gonna be taking I Trust University courses now as well. Um, and, you know, it's just really for all ages. So if even if you have kids at home and, and you want to give them an experience of different type of education, then bring them to iTrust University. Um, and yeah, we're, we're still, you know, bringing on new professors. We're building out the platform. The idea is to really create um, a pro-author environment because what happens with a lot of the platforms is is that they're taking most of the cut and the author stays yeah. with maybe 8% or something like that, you know? And so what we really want to do is empower our teachers and our authors and so they can live abundant lives and we can spread their message more and really be um, uh, an aggregator platform of the best uh, speakers and authors and coaches and extraordinary beings um, and, and really shine a light on what they're doing as well, you know? So. Um, bringing their work out most into the world because most people don't know that you can, um, you know, learn how to awaken your inner shaman from a previous ER doctor that's now, you know, serving medicine in the jungles. You know, it's not really something that you can yeah. easily find. That's a great class to take. Yeah. Totally, totally. So yeah, it's um, I, especially as a you know huge fan of Harry Potter and like. <laughs> Um, generally education my vision is to have a castle in the south of France as one of our locations and um, and just make it really fun and really magical and, and amazing bringing that love back into education bringing love back and in the terms of Harry Potter like the yeah. magic or the, the, the genius I think it's Buckminster yeah. Fuller who said mm -hmm. every child is born a genius until the process of life de-geniuses them yeah and that, that's kind of what you were expressing right? yes yeah I feel like Especially when we go into the magical or like the reprogramming, mm. 
of you know and i do that with people too i help them reprogram their subconscious and go deep into into that layer through through yeah. sound and meditations and so forth and i think i want to share like something very specific so so one only because you're on this lifelong learning path or because mm. you have programmed things in your subconscious yeah. that doesn't mean you're only going to feel bomb every day you, you're probably mm. going to have all the emotions that a human has yeah. still you just learn how to deal with them create them into like conscious expression so like let's say you're experiencing anger mm. from like a family lineage of anger mm. i think the unhealthiest thing would be to push that away the healthiest thing would most likely be to embrace it and find mm. a form of creatively mm -hmm. putting it out there mm -hmm. so it it actually powers your jedi tricks mm. not in a negative mm -hmm. dark magic kind of form but in a form yeah. of like like imagine like you at the top of your lungs screaming yeah. or you being guided through uh, a, a singer and some breath work into at the top mm -hmm. of your lungs singing mm -hmm. and yeah, how I that energy that. that power would move through you in mm -hmm. probably the same w level of power but a a much different form of conscious expression and so i think just wanted to demystify that like once yeah. we hit a certain point everything is only magical absolutely it's it's much more so that you know you learn how to deal with your insecurities and with your failures yeah. and with your uh, emotions of whatever the day brings and, and and then because of that at least that's how i experience it because of that i feel awesome so much yes because yeah. i'm not afraid of feeling like crap and i'm mm -hmm. i actually trust enough people in my life to be like hey I, I don't feel good today like can we reschedule this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they're not going to judge me for for feeling bad they'll actually be like totally. hey man like what's yeah. going on do you need help and totally if i want it i can take it right yeah <sighs> amazing i'm so happy that we get to experience this moment here at envision together yeah let me ask you one last question mm -hmm. as we're wrapping our wonderful podcast episode and this is the question that sent me on my course of hosting my own podcast mm. and the question has to do with your dream for planet earth mm. and i want to contextualize that in a the context of seven generations like mm. if you were to just for a minute imagine beyond your own lifetime like a hundred mm. years 200 years what kind of a world and go into as much detail or, or or foundations or values as you want to what kind of a mm. world do you actually dream of mm. Yeah, the first thing that I saw was like a child running through like a tall grass field of like flowers and like running home, you know, into like a beautiful, like simple wooden house um, and like being embraced by its mother. Mm. Like that's the first thing that I see, you know, just like being welcomed home after playing, just like being like given a big kiss on the forehead. Mm. Um, Love. Yeah, just like pure love and freedom and, you know, clean air and um, and, and peace and, and choice to do um, what we wish, you know, and, and just understanding like how infinite the possibilities actually are. Um, yeah, I think it really that reconnection with nature of actually working with nature than against it i mean there's so much that we can do in the space of permaculture and mm -hmm. and um you know putting certain plants next to each other like one of the reasons like why we are having to use all these like insecticides and all this kind of stuff on on our crops is because we're just monocropping and so if you were you know a grasshopper and you're flying up to this 
field and all there is is like the bounty of the exact thing that you eat yeah. like of course you and your swarm are gonna like go right. there and munch it all up you know and so that's why with permaculture of putting certain plants next to each other and really growing this like organic food forest as it were to be in nature right um i believe that we can really create an, an incredible heaven and um, I really see, yeah, an abundant, beautiful landscape where, you know, we don't charge to go into waterfalls. You don't charge to, to you know, put a price on nature in that mm. sense is that it's really free for all where we're, you know, back connected, swimming in the rivers, drinking from mountain springs and people getting to experience that just on a day to day. I see, uh, yeah, a lot of, and, and then also, kind of the more widespreading because um, one of the things is that we're very much like in cities so kind of being able to sort of spread out and people having more space mm. and and I believe that you know if every family would have access to one piece of land that's theirs you know like doesn't matter where it is in the world or, or whatever or in their country but they have that piece of land that they can mm. call home and so that all of us are being taken care of and I also see a future in which um, uh, there is no scarcity like everyone's basic needs are met so like food shelter all of that yeah. kind of stuff and every person has like almost like a monthly salary that they get and then if you want to work beyond that then you can always you know create something else but really having that that basic um, income for humans and and just being always I think what what I'm passionate about creating is shifting the paradigm from fear into love and so when we're talking about this new beautiful you know world in seven generations i feel like it's a world that acts from love in all areas wonderful yeah. i feel that i love that yeah. i trust you in creating uh -huh. that thank you come here awesome sweaty envision costa rica hug yes that's that another episode of green planet blue planet podcast i hope you truly enjoyed this one and received some insights knowledge and a form of learning that you can directly apply to your life into your relationships or maybe even into your business and the way you show up for the world because this is a movement and we're all part of it and we're in this together we're here to create a world of a triple bottom line where you win i win and the entire planet wins we're raising consciousness together, and you know that. That's why you're listening. That's why I love you. So make sure to share the love. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Invite a friend to listen to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. And if you have an idea who else you'd like me to interview, make sure you reach out and send me a suggestion. Definitely check out greenplanet-blueplanet.com, the website to the podcast. I've created a lot of different offers for you, free content, free meditations for you to amplify your connection to self, the state of social impact in the world, and for you to connect and listen to who you could support of the people that I actually interview because their missions are ongoing and a lot of them need more collaboration. And after more than 100 episodes now with some of the world's leading social impact experts, I have synthesized my most inspired learnings and takeaways to create coaching and mentorship programs for you and the people around you. Let me share with you about planetary purpose coaching and mentorship experiences. If you're in a space in your life where you're ready to level up, to amplify who you are, what's coming through you and what you're doing to give your gift to the world, 
then I would love to hear from you and I'd love for you to apply to one of my private mentorships or group mentorships. Last but not least, there's a few different group experiences I host both in person and online. All of them are quantum learning environments and I'm happy to tell you more. So simply inform yourself and stay connected because whatever resonates with you, I'm here to support you and bring out more purpose into the world. And with that being said, wherever you are in the world, make sure to be you, show up all the way, be all in, connect with someone today, make them smile, have yourself a stellar day. Lots of love to you and until soon.